0: Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it'll encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with me further, visit my website at revivalnow.com. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at RevivalNowDanSteep, and Twitter at RevivalNowDan. You can also download the RevivalNow app. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Welcome to this episode of the Dan Steep Podcast. I'm excited to share this topic with you. We're going to be talking about understanding financial breakthrough. Understanding financial breakthrough. Uh, financial breakthrough is something that I hear talked about a lot, but there's not always really an understanding of, of what needs to take place. And it, what I mean by that is I mean, you can pray for financial breakthrough, but if you never take any Tangible uh, steps and action to see that come about, uh, then it, it's not going to happen. Remember, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. So there, there's action. F- James said, "Faith without works is dead." So there is a, an action. There's a corresponding faith and obedience that goes along with what God's word says. And so you have to keep that in mind when you're talking, when you're trying to understand financial breakthrough and stepping into it, and I also think that people don't really understand just how much the Bible has to say about blessing, and I I mean financial material blessing. It always amazes me uh, the number of people that say that, um, you know, the Bible is not a prosperity book, and, and I would say that it's first and foremost, that's not its primary aim, but I also would say that you, you can't take an honest reading from cover to cover of God's Word and come to the conclusion that God is against prosperity. Because the, the, the book is replete with promises and blessings that, that speak to not just spiritual Uh, prosperity and blessing, but physical and financial as well. So we're going to take a look at um, understanding who God is, what His desire is for us, specifically concerning financial blessing, and what is His plan to see that come about in our lives. So who, who God is, in Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 and 2, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between you, uh, between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. Two things that stick out to me about this scripture. One is that that God promises to multiply Abram exceedingly. What does that mean? That That is material blessing. He's going to multiply his seed. He's going to multiply his livestock. He's going to multiply his herds, his cattle, his crops, when God says that I will multiply you exceedingly, He's not talking about just multiplying his, the spiritual dimensions of Abraham so that he can have visions and revelations beyond measure in an exceeding way. He's talking about multiplying him and blessing him financially. That, that was financial blessing in his day. It was crops. It was water. It it was herds and sheep and cattle and all those things. The other thing is, he says to him, I am God Almighty. The the Hebrew word is El Shaddai, which means more than enough. I am the God of more than enough. In the original Hebrew, it, it actually means El Shaddai means mighty teat, which would be to to, to nurse from the teat, which is mighty, is exceeding, is uh, overflowing, abundance, more than enough. So God introduces himself to Abram and says, I'm El Shaddai, more than enough, and I am going to multiply you exceedingly. That's who God is. He is an exceeding God. The Scripture says in Ephesians three twenty, able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond anything that you can ask or think. That's who God is. He spoke through the prophet Haggai in Haggai chapter two verse eight. He said, "The silver is mine and the gold is mine," says the Lord of Heaven's Armies. The Lord of Heaven's armies tells us the silver is His and the gold is His. He is El Shaddai. That's who He is. And He wants to bless us and multiply us exceedingly. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that God is or that He exists Or that he is who he says he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a God of more than enough. He's a God of reward. The silver is his and the gold is his. The cattle, the sheep on a thousand hills. It's all his. And his desire, his plan is to... Multiply you exceedingly. So let's look at his desire. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 6. It tells us that his desire, his plan is for us to be the lender and not the borrower. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 6. For the Lord your God will bless you just as he promised you. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall reign over many nations, but they shall not reign over you. You're going to be the lender and not the borrower. In the Old Testament, the nations or the many nations represented the heathen, the unbelieving, those who were not chosen as God's people. So for us today, that's that's any unbeliever, you're going to reign over them. You're going to lend and not borrow. Deuteronomy chapter 28, I want to read 14 verses to you, which is the blessing of obedience. Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning in verse 1 and reading through verse 14. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And I love verse 2. And these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. That means the blessings of God are looking for you. And if you will obey him, obey his commands, they're coming upon you and they will actually overtake you. That's God's heart for you. That's God's desire. He's not sitting back and he's not holding back. This is his desire for you. Beginning Now picking up in verse 3, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. This is financial, material blessing. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, in all in which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So he's going to bless your your storehouses, he's going to bless the work of your hand, and he's going to bless you with land. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he's sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. In other words, they'll revere you, they'll respect you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season, to bless all the work of your hands, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. In the, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. So this is God's desire. This is His blessing. This is who He is. It's overflow. Exceedingly blessed. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, there's a scripture that says, The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and He adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Now, I've heard people try to explain this verse away and say that it's only talking about spiritual riches. But that's not what it's talking about. And it's not what God was talking about with Abraham. You have to, wherever possible, you read the Bible literally. No one would read Proverbs 10.22 and conclude that it's only talking about spiritual riches unless they heard some preacher or some teacher put it that way. But I'm telling you, as you read through God's Word, if you do an honest reading, not skewed by what other people have said, you'll never come to the conclusion that God doesn't want you to be blessed materially and financially. It is a part of His covenant and His blessing. He wants you blessed spiritually, physically, financially, And in every way, even as your soul prospers. That's his desire. It's who God is. He's El Shaddai. And his desire is for you to be abundantly and overwhelmingly blessed. Now let's look at God's plan. What is his plan for that? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 and you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. He gives you the power to get wealth. He gives you wisdom. He gives you strategies. He gives you blueprints from heaven, the Lord your God. Remember, He gives you power to get wealth. Spiritual wealth, yes, but not exclusively spiritual wealth. And this wealth that He swore to to your fathers, it is the way that He establishes His covenant. It's not God's will and plan for you to be broke and sick And broken down. It's His will and His plan for you to be a billboard. A walking announcement as to who He is. How how can He do that? If you're broke and and you, you speak negatively? have a negative attitude? No, God wants to use you. We are His ambassadors. His representatives. We are to... People are to be drawn to God by your witness, by what they see in your life. Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. So first of all, He's given you power to get wealth, and He promises that if you'll delight yourself in Him, He's going to give you the desires of your heart. Now, let me share a scripture from the New Testament that that correlates with this, which is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What are these things that will be added unto you? Well, in context, it's the things that you worry about that you need, that you're going to have. Even the the desires of your heart. The desire of my heart is to reach the million souls that God told me to ask Him for. I've asked Him, and I have set my heart and my desires to see that come to pass. Now, what's my job? First of all, delight in the Lord. And he'll give me the desires of my heart. I have to delight in him. And then I have to work the plan that he gives me to accomplish it. And we're working that plan. We're involved in online evangelistic meetings in Pakistan. We're involved in ministry in high schools in Kenya. Preaching the gospel to the student bodies. And we're involved in mass evangelistic crusades this year in Tanzania. But we're moving into the surrounding nations in the coming years. That's a strategy. We're working that strategy. But while I'm doing that, I'm delighting myself in the Lord. He gives me the power to get wealth. And as I delight in Him and work, right? Remember in Deuteronomy chapter 8, He blesses the work of your hands. And then... Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first his kingdom. What does that mean? Delight in him. Delight in his righteousness, the things of him. Put his kingdom first in every way. How do you seek first the kingdom? You seek it with your heart. You seek it with your mind. You seek it with your strength. You seek it with your finances. You put everything you've got. That's how you seek something. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So my heart is in the kingdom as I delight in the Lord. Part of delighting in that is seeking first his kingdom in my finances, in my time, in my talents, and in every area of my life. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. I love this one. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. What's the plan? Seek first the kingdom. Work utilizing the strategies that God has given you delight yourself in the Lord and get your mouth in alignment with God's Word. You can do these other things, but if you're speaking words of curse, you can curse your own life. If you're speaking unbelief, if you're speaking doubt and fear, You've got a problem because the Proverbs writer says a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, the fruit of your lips. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Out of the abundance of a man's heart, he speaks. That's the fruit of your lip. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be satisfied. God tells us who he is. He's El Shaddai. He tells us his desire to bless us in every conceivable aspect and area of our lives. And he gives us a plan, the power to produce wealth. He promises to bless the work of our hands as we seek first his kingdom, as we delight in him. But make sure your speech does not violate the process. Give glory to God. Speak words of faith. And from the produce of your lips, you will be filled. That's who God is. That's his desire for your life. And that's his plan to do it. Now let me just add to this in closing. Have a plan. And don't let your plan be just sitting back and reading God's Word and praying and never putting action to your words. Have a plan. He promises to give you power to get wealth. He'll give you a plan. Ask him for it. Seek him for it. Seek first his kingdom. Have a plan. Remember, because he gives you power to get wealth and he blesses the work of your hands. So have a plan, work that plan, and then look for, look for who to bless. He says in Deuteronomy, you'll be the lender and not the borrower. Don't wait for someone to bless you. You be the blesser. It's part of that covenant. Look for someone to bless. Help someone else, and God will help you. And lastly, be thankful. As you're, as you're working that plan, and as you become a blesser of others rather than one who's seeking a blessing and waiting for people to bless you, be thankful. Just be thankful. And let your thankfulness be evident. Let it be evident to all. Remember, Proverbs eighteen twenty. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. So be thankful. The Apostle Paul tells us, in everything, give thanks, because it's actually God's will for you. So that's the, that's the plan of understanding financial breakthrough. You have to understand who God is, what his desire for you is, what his plan is, To bring that about in your life. And then just work that plan. Be a blessing to others. And be thankful in everything. That is, in a short order, understanding God's financial breakthrough. These blessings, these promises, they're all to people that God is calling into covenant with him. Did you know that God's calling you into covenant with him? These, these promises, they're for God's covenant people. And God is calling you into covenant relationship with him. And If you're listening to this broadcast and you never actually received Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's step number one a financial breakthrough, and breakthrough in every area of your life. Because every blessing and promise in God's Word is for the child of God. If you never actually accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I don't want to end this, broad, this episode without giving you the opportunity to do that. All you have to do is recognize that you've sinned. That shouldn't be hard to do. Because the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of God. So we've all sinned. But recognizing our sin is also recognizing that our sin is what's derailing our success. Our sin is what's sabotaging our lives. And it's not only hurting you, it's hurting the people around you. Recognize your sin. Number two, repent of your sin. Jesus says you'll perish if you don't repent of your sin and turn to God. Once you've recognized that you're sinned, now you can repent of it, which is just to change change your mind, change your attitude, change your behavior, change your lifestyle, and turn to Jesus Christ. And then lastly, receive Jesus Christ by faith. The only way to peace is through faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to lead you in a short prayer it's just a simple prayer of salvation. If you'll repeat this prayer from a place of sincerity in your heart, you can become a Christian today and have access to all the blessings and promises from God's Word. The Bible says in Romans ten nine, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm going to give you the opportunity to make that confession right now by repeating this repeating this prayer after me, let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins, and he rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me a new person. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. That's it, my friend. It is as simple as that. The Bible says in Romans ten thirteen, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you prayed that prayer together with me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, you are saved. You're born again. And you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. If you prayed that prayer please go to my website at RevivalNow.com, RevivalNow.com. You'll find a big red button on the front page that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can view some video resources that I've prepared for you to help you get started in your Christian life. And there's also a place to fill out your contact information. And if you'll fill out your contact information, we're gonna send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So go to RevivalNow.com, Click, I just got saved, and follow the prompts from there. Thanks for joining me on this this episode. I appreciate your support. Make sure you uh, share this podcast with all your friends. And check us out at revivalnow.com. You can find out what God's doing through this ministry to reach over a million souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And all of our social media information is right there on our website at revivalnow.com. So until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.